Okay, we will now continue Davav um, in Shira Shirim. And we're continuing the Mimer <clears throat> that we started, I believe, two weeks ago of Shechera Anivanova. And the Mimer generally had spoken about the idea of Esh Shechera Agabe Esh Levana, the black fire, the black flame on white flame. <clears throat> and we spoke that there's the way it is from the perspective of below up, looking upwards, where whatever is more concealed from us is considered more black, and whatever is more revealed to us and therefore lower, considered white fire. And from the supreme, the supernal view, the view of the Abishter, it's the other way around, that what's higher and therefore uh, greater revelation, etc., is called white fire. And the more there's a symptom to come down is black fire. And explain <clears throat> that this really goes on our Avamusuteras, our uh, hidden love that's hidden from us, within us. Then from the other's perspective, it comes down into the guf, into the body, into a nefesh Bahamas, which is also called black. And again, this is the black from the two perspectives. So in here and now, in, 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 in Oisei, in, in chapter 5 of this Maimer, he said, This is what it means, that I am black but beautiful. That the black comes from the blackening, the blackness. As we just spoke about before, whether that is uh, the tzimtzum itself, <clears throat> that there is in the Ebishter to be able to, that he has to, for good, he has to hide it. So there's a tzimtzum, so the blackness is, the, is, the, is, the, is why we're black. Or from the fact that we come back down into the Nefesh of Bahamas. Um, either way, Vinava, but the beauty is, and he's going to say now this is the, the point, and this is, Ki ha-choy that the actual blackness is coming from a place of darkness. But what is this darkness? This darkness is the place where God dwells, so to speak, his concealed places is darkness. And this is similar to the ink that's on a parchment. That it makes the parchment black. That's true. But it's only through that which this parchment, which is the white flame, becomes beautiful through this ink. If not, it wouldn't be beautiful at all. It would just be white. And they said, this is similar to what it says, when is God great? When he is in the city of Hashem, or the city of God. Which this is similar, in other words, when he comes down into a place that he's revealed, that's when you notice his greatness. Right? Till you wouldn't notice anything. God's beyond anything. There'll be no measurement. There'll be no way to even ascribe any type of greatness like or anything to Hashem before he comes down in some way of, re- of revelation. So it's only when he comes down be ear. And sometimes we know the ear goes on city, uh, uh, letters. When he's revealed through letters, that's the only time where you could say he's great. The same way, when is it beautiful, specifically when there's the black of the ink on the parchment? And he says this is similar to what it says, um, similar that through the letters, there becomes a revelation of intellect, etc., which means that this contraction is the reason for the revelation. In other words, the contraction itself is a step in Revelation. And therefore, you think, one second, the black itself is essentially light. It's essentially revelation and beauty. And he says, this is why the white flame becomes beautiful through this. As we say, that uh, we make beautiful garments for God, as it says, he puts on light, and that's what he, he, he encloses himself in. 
he dresses himself in. And that means that through this we make a dira betachtonim. That daft, that specifically, through this symptom, through this contraction, through the work in our nefesh of Bahamas and our animal soul, through working through the darkness, that is how we reveal godliness and we make a dwelling place down here for God on earth. And he says, look up further, as what we said, um, as, sorry, um, um, explained somewhere else, the idea of Inova, that he says, beautiful, that he says this white flame of, is, uh, is, uh, of Torah, this is what we say, the, his, his, uh, the, the hair of his head is like clean wool. But these are white hairs. But ultimately he says they're hairs. So it's white, it's white flame, but it is white, it's hairs. And hairs have no real, uh, they're, they're beyond, they're, they're, they're lower, so to speak, totally separated from the skull or from whatever it is that they're growing from. Hairs have very little or almost no life force in them whatsoever. So it is only when it comes down into the black flame, means it comes down these white hairs to transform the nefesh of Bahamas, the animal soul, then you have a added light. That means you get from the source of where these white hairs are coming from. <clears throat> and that's revealed, and therefore it's beautiful. <clears throat> he says, and this is similar to what he says, that, that because of the refinement of the, uh, of the second uh, black that we spoke about before in transforming the Nefesh of Bahamas, um, that, that is, through that we make a dir lo through that we make the birur, we refine the world, we make a dwelling place. He said, this is similar to what we mentioned before from the verse, Yitzrenu ki'ishen, that God guards us like the black of his eye. And there in the Mimer, it was explained that it's specifically through the black of the eye that we get to see. And there he says in the Mimer at length, that specifically through tshuva and through the refinement of the nefesh of Bahamas, that is the way through which we get the revelation of light. And he says, look also of other places where it speaks about this, etc. Okay, so in, 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 the, in, in the way he's speaking right now, and until this point of the mimer, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hope that I'm saying this right, is that the Altareb is explaining that the white flame and the black flame ultimately are both. And it's really only dependent on the perspective that you look at to see if it's concealment or revelation. Is it black or is it white? If I'm looking from our perspective, it might be black. I look from God's perspective, that same black is white. If I look at it from the perspective of the fact that right now the eye is black, at least the part, but if I look at what it, its purpose is, it's actually the revelation, all light is seen through there. So it's actually light, not black. So then Shreiran Ivanova here, here is, I'm black, but I am also beautiful is that the beauty and the black are almost synonymous. They're almost one and the same. What's black is actually beautiful. What's beautiful is actually black. And you just have to change your perspective to see that. Which in a certain way means everything's from the Abishter. And so number one, this goes both ways. On the one hand, what I find black in myself is actually my challenge or it's actually my, my it's through that which I see light. So it's what brings about my mission of what I see is black from above that actually is a revelation, so to speak, to me, if I just look at it properly. So everything can be seen as godly and also my shlichus and what it's my job to accomplish here on earth. And as we spoke about before, this happens through davening. That through davening, I'm able to reach a point, as he said in Shemayna Esrei, that we have this revelation and we probably nullify it to Hashem. We realize everything's one. Okay. 
Now he's going to say Kaoli Kader, which is the continuation of this Pasik, that it says that I'm, I'm beautiful, I'm black but beautiful. Then he says like the tense of Kader. So what are the tense of Kader? So from my understanding, the tense of Kader were a type of tent that had an outer tent and an inner tent. There were two canopies, so to speak. The outer one protected from the sun and rain and things like this, and therefore it got t- very dirty. And therefore it wouldn't even help to clean it if one tried to clean it, even though it's like it's cleanable. But then inside there was another one, and this, the, we, this was done for a reason, to I guess get a cool air between the two tents, and it would stay cool within the tent. I don't know exactly the, the, the science in it, but I think this is the way it was. And the inner one was a white, uh, a clean, beautiful uh, curtain or tent that was inside the other one. And so he says, Ka'ali Kedar, so that we're beautiful like the tents of Kedar. So now he's going to say something different, that the actual beauty and the actual black are actually two things within us. Not they're exactly the same, but they're actually two things within us. Okay, so he says, Ka'ali Kedar, that they're actually black from the outside, but on the inside they are like the curtains of Shlema. Which one are the curtains of Shlema? These are inner curtains. In other words, an inner tapestry. And that's where it says that the Abishar created us Vayitzer with two Yuds because this was white flame and black flame that we have two flames within us. <clears throat> and he says that the, uh, this idea of this tapestry is what it says that Hashem, he, so to speak, ta- he hangs or he spreads forth the heaven like a tapestry, like a curtain. And he said, just like a curtain, the roof and the walls are all made from one thing, and as it was in the Mishkan, that half of the of the tapestry of what that, oh, that covered the Mishkan was placed like a veil over the back of the Mishkan, or it was placed over the whole back of the Mishkan, some on the front. The same way when the Abishter, when Hashem, he spreads the heavens and he and he sets it. It means that the heavens they they make like a circle. And they go under the earth. In other words, they become a sphere. They surround the earth. In other words, that what's above and below, it's all equal. It's all one. So the same way, the spheres, the galgalim, the orbits of the, of, the, of the planets that move around the heavens, they go under the earth as well. And this is what it means like the curtains, like the tapestries of Shlema, who is the king, that all peace is his, that by him, by the Abish there, dark is like light. It's all equal. It's all one to him. And what's above and below is all equal before him. And this is the level of Saiv of Kalaman, the light of God, as we see it uh, surrounding and, and, and the right, I don't know the right word here, but it's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, surrounding and it's everywhere. It is, um, <clears throat> in other words, Saiv of surrounding is used in a metaphoric term, but it means not that it's in space outside, it is just everywhere. It surrounds, so to speak. It makes everything equal. On the other hand, the level of Mamalukalam, which is the light that, so to speak, the light of God, as we see that he fills the world and everything is different, one from another, that is in an order of evolvement of the world. So first you have the world of Bria, then you have the world of Yetzirah, you have the higher Ganadin, the lower Ganadin. But in the level of Sayyid Kalaman, all is like nothing before him. And in this level, one could transform oneself from one extreme to the other, because all the extremes are equal. And that's why it says that Hayisa Hashem will pick, will, will lift up his, up his face to you. In other words, that when you'll have this inner uplifting, in other words, a level to the level of Saiviv Kalam, then you could reach even a letter, a, a level to that a lecha that will become to come to God, will come to you, which means that even if you're outcast.
are spread at the edge of the heavens. So yet there'll be, he'll give for you peace, which means that you'll become connected, that to become, to want to cleave to Hashem. And this is what it says, peace in the, in the palaces or in the units of heaven. Sorry, made that mistake there. But Maya Shamata, from in the lower realms, that from below to above, through that which you lift up your soul to God, which is the level of Aaron, which is the, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the shushvin, the accompanier, the, the accompanier of the queen. As we know by a chassan and a kal, when they go to the chuppah, they have a shushvin, a person who accompanies them and escorts them. So the escort of the queen, meaning the Jewish people, the kala of God, who escorts us to the relationship with God, it's through Aaron, who is a level of nira, to be seen. That means that you should see yourself as yef you're holy, and how this holiness is, is dwelling within your innards. And with that, you'll become all excited. And, and we said before in the previous um, letter, in the previous uh, chapters, and then after the excitement, you'll have come to the level of fire, which as we said before, the fire is to bring this down into you, that you'll feel this within your being, which that is the, uh, the uh, void of Aaron, this, the, the, uh, the, uh, the service of Aaron, to lift up that the flame should burn by themselves from below to above. And this drawing down, and the drawing down of holiness, of the godliness, into one's inner self. In other words, the coming down of the godliness, that comes through Moshe. He is a scorter of the king, which is the level of das and knowledge, and it should be drawn down in a way that God should be the king of the world, meaning our own power, as we said before, that it should be our strength, etc. And this is what it says, that God is close to all those who call out to him, be'emes, with truth, which be'emes could be read be'emes, with two truths, meaning the way it is from above to below, and the way it is from below to above, that we should bring down into this world, down here, the level of the truth of God and the revelation of godliness in his soul, that we could become totally one with God, etc. Okay, now the Tzemach Tzedek, I believe it says, because it's in our footnote, I think almost to the end of the Mimer, he's going to say, with all this, we understand what it says in the Megillah, that, that the Achashverosh, who refers to God, he is the one who ruled from Haidu Tilkosh. He ruled from the world Haidu, uh, which... Is the, whichever way you want to translate it, whatever country it was. Haidu Tilkosh. Okay. Um, so he said, this is similar to what it says, like darkness is light. In other words, that the darkness and light are equal to God. Why? He says, Haidu or Haidu is in the term of ray of light. As it says that God covers his, the heaven with his light, or his light is on heaven and earth. And it says that light, that, that, that light and splendor are before him. And actually the word haidu in general means like acknowledgement, which acknowledgement goes to the level of saiviv kalaman, which in the level of saiviv kalaman we say no mind could grasp, etc., as it's sp- spoken about. Before I go further, I just want to mention back into the point we made before, just a, a, a quick note here, that he basically is saying that we have in ourselves two levels. There's a level of saiviv, which is like we said before, the inner neshama, that is, uh, from the le- world of Seviv, where all is one there. And then you have the outer curtain, the outer uh, part of the of the tent of Kedar, which is the black with it, within which it is. Okay. Which would probably be the Nefesh of Bahamas. So he says, so now we have from Haidu, which is Haidu with Seviv Kalaman, until where he ruled Til Kush, which Kush means blackness, which is the end of the involvement of the worlds, where the darkness covers the land. And as it says, I place over the um, heaven's darkness, um, etc. And he brings on the Kush as the 325 um, att- um, 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 judgmental attributes that from them comes all external uh, and, 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 and negative things in our world. But 
the kingship of God is the kingship of all worlds and he rules over all with everything. That means even the external things and even the negative things in this world are, cannot do anything against God and therefore he rules all of it from Haidu till Kosh. Uh, and they say this is also what it says that there's 127 uh, countries which generally, as he says in, I think in the Zohar there, this refers to the levels of Atik and then Arich. And in other words, these levels refer to the whole evolvement of the spiritual world till down to this world is the hundred, the twenty, and the seven. And so this is the general drawing down from the light of the Ein Saf, which means from Haidu until the level of Malchus of this physical world, which is in the blackness, which is, means till Kush. He said, but now we find an interesting thing. Then on the other hand, Kush sometimes is said in a positive way, not just black and a negative, but positive. As we find by Shaul that he's called Kush, the son of Yemini. And also it says in the verse, Halekivne Kushiyim. And you're like, and so the, the, the Targum there says in, in, the, in, the, in the Aramaic that you're like children are merciful children, or, 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 or you're, you're, you're considered before me. And that's also Rashi says in Parshas Baloischa, in the idea of the black woman, which is Moshe Rabbeinu's wife, Tzipara, what he says there is, is that, that she was so beautiful that she called her black. And, and this is what it says in the Zohar as well, that sometimes we call it to something that's white, we call it black. Um, as it says from this verse, that he took a black woman, right? Um, and from these verses. So the idea is, as we spoke about before, that there's the supernal crown, which is the level of darkness, which is the concealment in which God uh, dwells, which is higher than our um, understanding. It's called black to us. And therefore, sometimes to that light, light, we call it dark because of its great light, we cannot grasp it. And therefore, to us, it's black. But he says, from that place is actually where the source of our hidden love comes from. That is the source of the black light, which is in us. And therefore, God says, You're like black children to me. Why? Because this love of this black light is coming from this level of where God conceals himself in the darkness, which is like the love of a son to a child, a son of a son to a father, or like a son who gets drawn from the father's intellect or mind, brain, which naturally he doesn't ever want to be separated from the unity and the oneness of God. And he's able to give up his soul for this. And this is what it says, like children who are merciful, children who care, who, who are, who are, who are, Caring children, merciful children. And this is what it says in Raya Mehemna from Tanya, in Tanya from Raya Mehemna, like a child that works and does for his father and his mother more and have mercy on them and care for them more than for himself. Because it's his own self. And this is what it says, as he said before, in this idea that God saw the light, that it was good to be hidden, which that is the light of the ain't stuff that is hidden in the level of Kesar, which is called the place of concealment, to be able to have the light. And the same thing also in a person. This is the godly spark that's in his Yechida, as we've spoken about earlier, and that is why all Jewish people are called the name Yehudim. Why? Because this is their Yehuda, their light, their, so to speak, nullification and dedication to Hashem, in a total Nemesiris Nefesh. Okay, and so now... This is an interesting thing. Here, on the one hand, we spoke about in this level of Haidu Vad Kush, it's two separate levels. It's Haidu Til Kush, which is similar to what we spoke about now, Ka'ali Kedar, like the tense of Kedar. But now he's also saying that the actual Kush, 
which is the black, is the source of the light, that it's actually the same. So he says, now we'll understand what the rabbi said in the, in the Megillah, the Rav Shmuel once says, there's an argument between them and the Gemara. One says that Hoidu's on one end of the world and Kush is on the other end of the world. In other words, that's according to the first explanation, that Kush is the darkness of this physical world, the level of darkness. And one is saying, sorry, and the other hand, the other one is saying there's a level of light, and they're two separate places. And that's Ka'ali Kedar. You have two separate things within you from two extremes. But for Chadam, or the other one says, no, Haidu and Kush are right next to each other. And just as he rules from Haidu to Kush, so too he ruled from one end of the world until the other, which doesn't mean they're both the same place. So this is what we said, that this supernal darkness within it is where the light is hidden. That means that the, the supernal crown is on the one hand, it's on the inside white, and it's dark on the outside. It's one way to look at it. Or you could say the idea of Haidu, that is the, the light that God, that God encloses himself in, which is already the spheres, so to speak, um, of uh, Atsilas. And the Kush is the level of that he creates, the darker worlds of the Srafim, of Bria, which we said that's done through creation and called dark. And this is why it's called one, it's all the same. Because the level of Malchus to Atsilas, which is the lowest level of Atsilas, it's the source for Bria. So in this level you have, and it goes, and it encloses himself into the crown of the Chachm and Bina the highest levels of Bria. And therefore it says, Shreirani, it's black. Why? Because it's enclosed within the darkness of the world of Bria. So according to this one, you have that the dark and the light are actually the same level. But, as we said before, just as they're the same there, as we'll see in a second, it spreads to the whole world this way. Why? This is like, this is like explain, explained in other places, which is the idea of Torah that was given in black flame on white flame. And you have this also in Torah Shabiksav, in Torah Shabbat in the revealed, in, in the written and the oral Torah, etc. And it's all the same concept that it's one, etc. But this is what it says, that the same way he was king from Haidu to Kush, the God rules from Haidu to Kush. In other words, that there's a total unity between the black and the dark as it is in Chachma, or the level of Malchus Atzilis as it comes down into the highest levels of Bria, which is the Kesser Chachma and Bina of Bria, and how it's totally one there. That's one. The same unity is on all the kingdom and worlds that come from Hashem, and there's nothing other than him. And everything is with divine providence, and nobody moves a finger without God allowing him to. And this is what it says also, Mardachayotza, in the Mimer, sorry, Mardachayotza, which he says that Yechanan, he abolished that which they were arousal, there was an, they used to scream, so to speak, in the, in the, in the Beis Amigdash, that God wake up. And he said, stop this, God never sleeps. Even when we don't see God doing miracles, really miracles are happening in our life every single second by God through Ashkach Pratis. God doesn't change, he doesn't sleep, doesn't slumber, but we just don't see it. But he says that which we don't see is actually a greater revelation, which is the same concept here. The dark and the light are all, the, are all one. And from there we'll understand that this whole idea is con- connected with Megillus Esther, and probably for this reason that even in the time of Gullus, we have to see that really there's the blessing and there's the miracles and there's the light and there's the revelation that are happening in this, not only in the darkness and the purpose of transformation of the darkness, but that the darkness itself is the source of light. And they're coming from the exact same place. And they're both equally dark and light. And he said, also this first level of Haidu and Kush, that they're the same. Um, that they're both the same. This is also in the similar way that Torah was given of white flame 
uh, sorry, black flame, on white flame, which is, is also the idea connected with Purim, that during Purim they went and they re-accepted Torah. That means at the beginning of the Matan Torah, they didn't accept the Torah fully. They were forced, so to speak, to take it because of God's great love. They couldn't say no. But on the other hand, when they made the story of the Megillah came in on their own um, volition, they came and they accepted Torah, etc., it says that they then received, re-received Torah. And so this re-receiving of Torah, he's saying, is this is the idea, so to speak, that the Messias Nefesh itself is the whole purpose of Torah. Or he said, no, what we said before, that's the refinement that the black brings about the white. Or, as we said before, that's really one Torah. This oral Torah and the revealed Torah are really one, which is what the Jewish people accepted then. But basically, he's saying is that this is related to the story of Purim and the Megillah, this entire uh, story. Um, and then we'll do the next Mimer in another video. Okay, today we're going to do the Mimer Shcher Nivanova Beis, the second one, which is on Daf Vav Amid Gimel. We're going to go till Daf Zion um, Amid Beis. It's a little bit more than the Daf, but um, we'll do we'll do the whole Mimer uh, this way. Um, the Mimer um, different than the previous Mimer of Shcher Nivanova, which is more about the black and the white within every person and the black and white within everything. In other words, the beauty and the darkness within all. Here. The Al-Tanab is going to speak about two different levels. There's a level of the Neshama as it is before it ever started its descent down to earth. And then there is the Neshama as it is down here on earth. But the source of the Neshama is the one speaking, saying that even though I'm black, yet I'm beautiful. And so what is the black? The black he's going to explain is the idea of black hairs, um, which is the way um, Torah, uh, mitzvahs, and uh, ourselves come down into details of halacha or of the world, etc. And he's going to explain in each of these, in these two levels, um, of what this black is. Black from the Torah being in, 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 in as we'll see, mitzvah leisasa, or in the fact that we come down into this physical world, which is a black place. He's going to explain both of those, why it brings about and why it is nava, it is actually beautiful, etc. Okay, so let's begin the Mimer. That I am black but beautiful. Daughters of Yerushalayim, you know, it's a statement to the daughters of Yerushalayim that even though I'm black but I'm beautiful, like the tents of Kedar, like the curtains of Shlem. And actually these last two, four words, um, at least at this point in the Mimer, he is not going to explain and uh, probably that's the second half of the Mimer, which we're not going to do today, which is Bir Inyan Shechera Anivanava, which is, I guess, not a separate Mimer, but a continuation and the explanation of these last words according to the way the Mimer is explained here. So he says, that, I'm just taking a second here. Um, So actually, in the Hakdama, he considers it two different mamarim. So I don't know. So if that's the case, the Kalikei the Kriyashlema is maybe extra words. I'm not exactly sure. Anyway, he says that the daughters of Yerushalayim, they're called the Nishamas, that have not yet descended down into this world to come into a body and in an animal soul. And they're still fused and they're still one within the emanator, 
in the level of ain't suf mamish, or sorry, in the level of ayin mamish, they are totally nothing. In other words, they have no sense of existence whatsoever yet. And they're what's called tahirahi, which tahira pure means that it's not yet in any type of form. It's still pure, means it is still a level of ayin of nothingness. And then afterwards, as we know in the Lakaina Shama, we say, from there, Atta Barasa, you have made it, you have, you have formed it at a level of something from nothing. And this is because all souls, before they come down and descend into this physical world, they stand there with a total nullification and, and being totally fused, fused and one within the Uring Saf Baruch, within the godly light. And as we find by Elijah the prophet, by Yoah Navi, that he says, Chay Hashem Hashemati Lufanav, that as, God, as Hashem is alive, and I stand before him. So in the real, in the words, it says that I did stand before him. So it means that in my past, I mean, it's not only about the Yohanavi, but all the Shamas, before they descend and they come down to be clothed, being clothed within the body and the animal soul, they are in total nullification before God. And that's when they're called Benoist Yerushalayim, the daughters of Jerusalem. Why? Because the word of Yerushalayim, as we know, comes from the word Yerash Shalim, complete fear. In other words, they there they accept upon themselves the fear of God, which is the complete fear of God because we know that bitl, nullification, is the level of fear, and complete fear would mean total nullification. So there they have total nullification because fear is from the level of malchusai, it's from the level of God's kingship, which is the kingship of all worlds, and as we know, this level of kingship is to the highest of levels without limitation and to the lowest of realms without end, which that is the level of Ein Saf, and it's endless. And so when this level of Yira, in other words, when this level of Ein Saf comes down into the creations, the lower levels, they don't have the ability to accept and to have this fear and nullification of God in a complete way. And as we find the Pasik, he brings down the idea of an Adam It says to make known to the sons of man his might and the glory of his splendor, his kingship. In other words, that when it comes to kingship, he says this is the, the, the glory of his splendor, which this is what the angels receive upon, they take upon themselves and accept upon themselves the yoke of the kingdom of heaven, which is the campment of the, of the angels of Michael, which are the angels of kindness. And then you have the camp of Gavriel, which is the camp of Gavura, which it says tens, thousands of thousands and tens of thousands, and to their his units there is no count, which this is all the beauty and the glory of God, the greatness of God's kingship. And so this is Yikar. This is his, sorry, this is the splendor of his kingship, which these angels see, or as you could recognize above. But when it comes to man, it says, and to make known to man, it only says, his, his, his might, right? His, his strength, which these are the level of contractions and many contractions that it's through the involvement of the world, it comes down into the lowest of, lowest of levels. And so therefore, it doesn't have a complete recognition as this splendor is in its awesomeness above. It's contractions of it. It is gvuros of it. And therefore, on the other hand, the neshama before it comes down into this physical world to come into a body, a body which there it is. Ayin Mamish, it's totally nullified before God. They there could accept upon themselves the yoke of the kingdom of the kingship of heaven, 
in a complete and whole way, as it is in the true way, ain't soft, totally endless. And therefore they're called the daughters of Yerushalayim, and as it says the, the, in, in a verse, And this is when they go before the king, the, 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 uh, the, the wife of the king, etc. So it says that the, that, the, that the maidens and the virgins go as they go to the king. In other words, they're at a point where they see it from that king perspective. And they're also called Alemais, as we said in the previous Mamarim also, but it says, Alemais Avucha, the virgins love, are love you. But then the Nishamas that come down and descend and come invo- and, and, and enclose themselves in a body and an animal soul in this physical world, they're not called B'nai Yisrushalayim, they are called Knesset Yisrael, the gathering of Israel which that is the source of the Jewish souls, and there they're called by the name of Kala. Why? Because God, in comparison to them, Kodesh Baruch Hu, in comparison to them, is called Chasan. Now, Kodesh Baruch Hu, you could say God, you could also say the level of, uh, of Zah, which we know, that's what we say, the term Kodesh Baruch, that he is blessed and, 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 and holy. So anyway, that's the level of chasan, from the term of going down, descending levels, which that is the drawing down of the orange stuff into the souls. And when did this happen that God comes down into Malchus, the source of the Jewish people, which is called Knesset Yisrael and called the Kala, when, does, when did God descend? Is at the time of the giving of the Torah, as it says on the day of his wedding, that is the time of the Torah, giving of the Torah, which that is the time of the marriage. And just like a marriage is through a unity and a and a and a and a an intimacy, a, a, a zivug. And that time there's a a a a a a a, 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 a to the word tipa. So there's a translation of the word tipa is sperm that actually gets drawn in its origination from the brain of the giver, of the mashpia. Of the of the of the chasen to the level of the kala to the receiver, the same way Torah comes from where from the wisdom and the desire of God, in which is the level of Ein Sav Baruch Mamish. That means it is the endless light of God itself that we say about it, that it's chakim, it is knowledge or wisdom, but not in a known wisdom. In other words, it's godly wisdom. It's something that actually would be say in other places than it says Antu chakim. We even call it, you are wise. In other words, this is from godly wisdom itself, and this gets drawn down of this level of ain't sof, and in a way of ain't sof, it gets, so to speak, impregnated, and it gets held, it gets becomes one within the soul of the Jewish people, as we know, that there's 600,000 letters of the Torah, which they are the 600,000 um, things, that different ways that we draw down to 600,000 souls the idea of the Torah. And that's what that Ham told us. That we teach that when the child is in the mother's womb, it is taught the entire Torah. So that it should be impregnated within it. It should be, it should be, as it says in the word, nitpas viniklat. I don't know the exact English here, but it should be held in and it should be, so to speak, impregnated in his soul, the light and the life of the letters of the Torah, which this is the light of the earth, the shine of the orange sof. And as we said before, from the level of Chachma, Chakim, wise and not in an own wisdom. And that is when the Jewish people are called the Kala. Why? Because they're receiving this sperm, this uh, uh, um, um, light, this, um, um, uh, this energy, whatever word we want to use, this existence from Hashem, from the level of Chachma. So now he says, the level of this level of Kala 
which is the level of Knesset Surah, as we said before, which is the source of Nishamas that come down into this world, into a body, it says to the souls, as they are up in heaven, the daughters of Yerushalayim, which are the souls that have never descended down, and they're still from the level of Tahira, because they're still within their emanator, in a way of total that um, they're totally fused, they're totally one, they're nothing, so to speak, they're just, they're within the light itself, so the, 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 the neshamas that are coming down are saying, even though I am black, because I'm going down into the physical world, and I'm going to be enclosed in a physical body, still I'm more beautiful than you, daughters of Yerushalayim, why? Because this idea of black, that I am black, which is in the level of Kala, is like it says in the verse, which means my curls, my hair of curls are black like a raven, which the word Taltalim, curls, Taltalim also means hills. And Chachamim learned that when it says the word hills, it means Talitalim, mounds upon mounds, hills upon hills of halachas, which what are they? They are like hairs. And they're like little strings that are drawn down from the intellect, in other words, from the godly wisdom, in a multitude of divisions. And the same way it is, and the halachas that come from chachmilah, chakim, that the knowledge, but not a known knowledge, that they are, they are, these, they're like hairs like this. And so we find that they are black. And so he says, well, understand this first by first introducing and explaining that we find that there is, it says, that his hair of his head, is like white wool. In other words, that the hairs are white. And then it says here that the hairs are black. So he says, only the idea here is that there are hairs, that they are the way things are drawn down from the level of chesed and rav chesed. Chesed is the way kindness is in the world of Atzillus. And rav chesed generally means the way chesed is in the world of arach and atik and the 13 attributes of mercy, a higher and more deep level of kindness. And so these get drawn down to the lowest of worlds and how as like an example of hairs, that they have a long length, but then there's many of them, curls upon her curl, and what it means, they're mounds upon mounds of laws and different uh, um, 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 specific laws of the rabbis, which are in every mitzvah, as it says in the verse, salsala utre memeka, that you'll be exalted through this salsala. And so the rabbis asked in the Gemara, what is salsala? And the Gemara says that they heard a woman, a servant saying that he was salsala, she was twirling with her hair, which may mean that when you twirl and you go over and over again in Torah, you reach, you get up, up elevated. But we see that the word salsula here comes from this word of hairs. And so there's hairs that they come down in from a white, in a white, they're white hairs, which is a level of kindness, which those are the many halachas that are in positive commandments. In other words, in sacrifices, in tithing, in miseris, in truma, um, and in tzitzis, and in tefillin, Shabbos. These are all positive commandments that there are many, many laws how we should do the mitzvahs and the carbon, that it should be for a desirable sacrifice before God, and it should be a, a pleasing smell that uplifts, etc., to God, and then he draws down to the world. And the same way in all of the mitzvahs, which they are drawn down from the supernal wisdom through the level of chesed to elevate all the physical things that we do in their mitzvah, and to and to and to tie them in the light of God and His holiness, and these are all the hairs that come from the level of sareshikamarnaka. That they are like white hairs. The hair of his head is like white wool, which is this. They come, so to speak, in their source from the loivina elyon, from the supernal whiteness and kindness, which is called the rav chesed, 
this, the, the, the abundant kindness. And that's one level that comes down into this world from the Chachma, the way Torah is drawn down into the world, through white hairs, which means through positive commandments where we make things holy in this world and we draw kindness, the, we, the revelation, kindness meaning the revelation of God into those things. But then there's black hairs and they are the laws that come and spread from the negative commandments, which they are that we have to separate the bad from the good and to throw it out and remove it from the holiness. That we say that this cannot ascend and it cannot fuse and it can't become one within the light of God and his holiness. And on this it says they're black like a raven. We know the raven is a is a vicious, it's a it's a it's a nasty animal. Why? It's not the issue, but it would find that it's called Akhzari. It's one that has no mercy, has no mercy in his children. He's lacking mercy, it's called an Akhzar. And so the same way, these hairs, there's a certain nastiness, there's a certain negativity to it. Because even something that's actually prohibited or something that's Something that's not allowed, it's puzzle, it's not a, uh, a usable uh, um, item, so to speak, for a mitzvah. But in those things, there's still a godly spark. There's a godly force that's giving it its life and creating it, and without that godly spark in life, it wouldn't be in existence. So there is something godly there, yet we say it, we're not going to allow that spark of godliness to ascend within it as a desirable thing before God to become one within the light and the holiness of God. Rather, we push it outside and we say, can't come up. And so this is like a, a mean, uh, uh, a negative thing on this godly spark. So that's number one. Number two is, there's also a certain nastiness and a certain negativity that you have to do within your own soul with a certain negative trait to stay away from doing bad things. That you, have to, you, have to, you have to, so to speak, Iskafia, uh, uh, you have to control yourself with many different limitations and many different boundaries and many different specific rabbinic or um, um, in, um, um, inactions. As it says, even more, that you should hold yourself even the things that are allowed to you, which this means to hold yourself back from many things, and therefore it's called black like a raven. And so on this, Pasuk says, on this, the, the, the souls that are Coming down into the world says that I'm black. In other words, I get, how do I get this uh, sperm? How do I get this tipa, which is from the supernal wisdom? It's in a way of black. In other words, it's in the laws and the specific rabbinic laws, which are the hairs that are black, like a raven. So that's number one. And this piece here about how we get it in a way that's black from halacha, he will explain in chapter three. But right now, he's going to go into another thing. Now, another explanation of what it means I'm black. I'm also black in the fulfillment of physical mitzvahs, which these are the mitzvahs that are enclosed in physical things. And in general, this goes on stucco, which is in, in really in, phys, in the physicality. Because its whole obligation is through that which a man has to go into business in the physical world and be involved in the merchandise and, phys, and, 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 and involvement in the world of business. And he has to make a profit. Which through that he becomes obligated in stucca, and when he's involved in business, then it look, then it comes out that he's involved and he's in, in, in enclosed within physical things in the most physical of the physical world. Yet we say Venava, it's beautiful because through stucca it says that stucca will uplift goy, will uplift the nation. What does it mean goy? That means what through that which a person gives stucca to a poor man from what he worked so hard for and what he invested in for his own soul's life. Through that, he's able to uplift and, 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 and elevate his entire animal soul and its entire life force, which is his terrain and goy. It lifts up your nation, your goy, your nefesh Bahamas. 
And he says this, now going, continuing on this idea of tzedakah, he says, that's what it says by Yosef, that he said that you should give a fifth to Paray for all the people in Egypt. He made a law that they all have to give a fifth to Paray. And then he said the other four will be for you to be able to plant in the land. And he's going to explain this entire passage. He says, that you give a fifth from that which you've worked and toiled, you get the level of Paray. Which is much the meaning of Paray. Paray means revelation. As we find that by the golden calf, it says that Paray kiproi Aaron. Aaron revealed. In other words, here the word means revelation. So what does it mean? You'll reach a level of paray. You'll reach a level of revelation of the light of the endless light of God. And it'll be in a real way on it revealed in your soul. And that's what we say before every mitzvah. Blessed are you, Hashem, our God. That what we do is we're drawing down, baruch meaning from drawing down. We want to draw down the light of the Oren Saf from one world, va'ad oilam, till we say melech oilam, till the world in a way of atah, in a way that we, you, that means it should be revealed. After when you say you, it means that something that I could see, something that's revealed to me, as if it's like right in front of me. That what? That God, Havaya, should be a lekenu mamish, should be my power and my strength. That what? That the godliness should become, as we say, impregnated in my soul. And as we know, tzedakah is the general, it's called sometimes the mitzvah, it includes all mitzvahs. So tzedakah is this idea that we're able to draw down through it, reveal godliness in a real way within ourselves, in a way that it permeates and becomes a part of us. And this is what our rabbi said, that it's lucky or great is the one that comes to the Olam Haba, to the next world, and his learning is in his hand. That means that he's, it's impregnated, it's become part of him, it's become grasped within him that the the uh, the the chachmi love, the supernal wisdom, is like a woman that has held in this sperm. In other words, that she's become impregnated with it. It's become one with her. It's becoming part of her entire body and system. Because if you do not do this in this level, the light of the soul of the Torah, sorry, does not become one and impregnated within your soul, you're like a woman who has spit out the, the, the tipa and does not become pregnant and ultimately it doesn't affect her. It doesn't become one with her. And this is what it says, you should give a fifth to Pare. That in other words, through giving a fifth to Tztaka, you get a revelation in your soul, Mamsh. And from this it gets that you have for yourself, the four other four portions will be for you. And here the Altareb explains what are the four hands. He says, four yad, this doesn't mean four portions here. He's saying it means four hands, which we know there's yadak Hashem's great and big hand, or the great hand. And then there's yadak hazaka, which means his strong hand. Um, and then there's yad rama, his high hand. And then Uzreya Hanituya is outstretched arm. So he said, the great hand, which is what it says in the verse in the Jewish people saw, the great hand that Hashem made for them in Egypt, that means that even in the level of Egypt, there's that there's the drawing down and this and and the and the and the it's where the uh, where the effect of God's great hand is that what that it's able to affect even at the lowest of levels even a level of mitzrayim that there you could have the supernal kindness that it should come down that even in our lowly soul at the lowest of levels of the physical world that's enclosed in the physical that you could have there also thoughts of tshuva so yadak means that even in our constraints in our lowest places of the world god affects us and we have here tshuva we have thoughts of repentance and that's the idea of the great hand. But then we know that whenever we have 
a tshuva, and whenever we're trying to do what God wants, then the other side comes, and God made an opposite to our good, and there's an opposite comes, and we know that if God wouldn't help us, we would not succeed in fighting off the that which tries to pull us down. So we say this help that God helps us is called the Yad HaChazaka, the strong hand, that we're able to conquer and hold back and overcome our Yetzirah. And then we have Yad Rama, which is the uplifted hand, which that is the hand that allows us to uplift ourselves and connect with the fulfillment of loving God with all of our heart. And then we have the outstretched arm, which is also part of the hand, because in the hand there's three parts. There's a hand, an upper, uh, you know, this there's three limbs to the hand. And so the highest one is called the outstretched arm, which is what you use to hug somebody with. So when it's all spread all the way down here, it means that God spreads his hand all the way down here to hug us with his right hand like one who embraces another. And that means that we should never be separate, heaven forbid, ever from God. So all this, how do we get these four levels? In other words, that through giving the fifth, right? Through that we have that these four hands should come to us. And for what reason? To plant the field. Why? Because in the time of Golos, in the time of exile, we do not have revelation of God in the normal way as if a field that's already sprouting and you already see all the things that are growing. Rather, the time of Golos is like when we're planting things, that these things are planted in the ground and it'll be there as the light that is seeded for the tzaddik in the world to come, which when Mashiach will come, we will see all this in a revealed way. So now we explain the black that we are when we go down into the fulfillment of mitzvahs in the physical world. And we explain how really this lifts us up and makes us beautiful. Now he's going to say back to what we said before that there's also the black in Torah, which is the idea of the black hairs, which are all the different halachas of Torah that there is in the negative commandments. He says on the level of Torah, which is the level of black and the halachas and all the different in, 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 in laws of the, of, the, of, the, of the rabbis that are all in the negative commandments, which they are black as a raven, as we spoke about before. So we see the rabbis, now we can say, how is that beautiful? So he says, this is what our rabbis taught us, that the Abishur says that it's sweeter to me, the words of the scribes, in other words, the words of the chachamim, of our rabbis, even more than the wine of Torah, in other words, of Torah itself. And the idea here is, because it says God created the world with three things. With what? With a book, with Sefer, from Sefer Yetzirah, the Sefer, with a scribe, visipor, and a story. And so, Sefer, when we say the book, the book refers to the written Torah. What about the scribe? The scribe of above is higher than the level of the book, because the scribe writes the book. And so, But the scribe here refers to the oral Torah. And that is why the words of the Chachamim are called the words of the scribes, because they're actually higher than the actual Torah itself. In other words, the level of Torah, the written Torah. Why? Because the written, level, the written love of Torah, which comes from the supernal wisdom, as we know, that's the idea of a candle, a mitzvah is like a candle, and Torah as light. And we know when it comes to the light of a candle, what shines, it's by the colors that are closest to the wick. But there's also a white light that, so to speak, surrounds the actual light, or candle, and it doesn't actually shine of itself. It's just a source to the light, which from there, there comes the light that will actually cause the shining. And the same way is also with the words of our prof, our, our, our sages that are called words, that the level of Sefer, which is the level of how Torah shines, they, they are the source um, of that light. In other words, a, 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 a surrounding or something beyond, which is like the darkness from where, he, where God conceals, where God rests. In other words, that is where the light comes from. And so he says, that's why we find that most of the laws of the rabbis 
are specifically a negative commandment because there there are many many limitations and many inactions and many things that they were done fences for the Torah even more so than in the positive commandments why because the negative commandments they have a greater level and advantage and 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 and, and something special about them even more than the fit than the than the positive commandments and this is what our rabbis have said it says that Hashem says, this is my name and this is my remembrance for all time. So the rabbi said, if you take the numerical value of the word zichri, which would actually be 237, I believe. If you add another 15 to it, which is the letters, sorry, 14, I'm making a mistake here, vavheg, which would be 11. Um, so you would get to the number of ramach, 248. Right? Now, on the other hand, if you take the word Shmi, which is 350, and you add another 15, which is the letters of God's name of Yud Kays, you see we added the four letters of God's name, two to here, two to there, you get 365, which are the 365 negative commandments. Okay, so the 248 commandments we see are connected with the word Zichri, but how do we get to it through the levels of Vavke? Vavke are the two lower level, to two lower letter, letters of God's name. On the other hand, to get to the 365, which is how many negative commandments there are, which is to add it to the word Shemi, that we only get when we add the Yudke, which is the first two letters of God's name. Which, in other words, that the negative commandments, they come from the level of Yudke, the two higher letters, higher than the Vavke. Why? Because the positive commandments, they're from the lower letters of Vav and He, which they are the revealed worlds. As we know, the 248 limbs, are two, uh, 248 laws, are the 248 limbs of the king, meaning these are just like a limb of a person. It's what draws down and reveals the powers of our soul. So too, these mitzvahs are vessels, and it's within where it gets, um, it, 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 it rests, that it can be drawn down from the essence of the soul. Um, as we said, that the, all the limbs listen. In other words, in the revelation of God, it means revealed things, things that we could see, things that are noticeable. But in the negative commandments, which they are the levels of Yudke, that's the level of the hidden world, which they are the light of God and the earned self of this level does not come down in a revealed way that it gets revealed in the soul. Rather, it stays concealed that it says, they have to guard my soul within me. Why? Because the body is not really a vessel and it's not really a home. I'm sorry, a home. It's not really a dwelling place. That the Aaron Suf dwells there in a way that it can be revealed in an enclosed, in a way that it's enclosed within it. Rather, it's only in a way of negativity. In other words, bechinas loy, that the, the negative is there. What does that mean? He says here, as it says in the verse, be'eretz loy zaruah, in a land that's not planted. And he's saying here differently. Translate it in a land that is planted with the, with the loy, with the no. Which, what does this no? So, in, in, I'm going to say this in a simple word, even though it's not here in the mind, but I'm going to say this in a simple word. There is what we have when we do something for somebody. I gave you a candy. The candy is actually recognizable, and I could measure it, etc. But then there's the relationship that came in that candy. The relationship is not describable. It's not something that I could put into a book. It's not something I could put into to words or terms, etc. It's something beyond all these physical things. Now, very, very often, the greatest relationships are revealed through the knots through the loy, in the things that are beyond the measurable items. That's where you have the deepest of relationships. And so he says here, that's what it means. The cleaving of your soul to godliness higher than it's, as it is in its source, in a way of from the darkness where God gets revealed from, as we've spoken about, when a place of light and not a place of, re of recognized 
um, a revelation. In other words, you can't reach this level through the physical fulfillment of mitzvahs and the positive mitzvahs that a person will do them. Rather, in a loisasa, which is that you don't do, you hold yourself back for God's sake, that's a relationship, that's already you doing something, you're showing that you're doing it mamish for Hashem. You're lessening yourself for God. And through this, God arouses a spirit from above, which is the dwelling of God, of the that that, 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 that surrounds and, and fills all the worlds, and it comes out into his soul. And with this, his soul gets uplifted, and also his animal soul. Why? Because your animal soul, it comes from the level of the face of the lion, and the face of the, of the, of the ox that's on the godly chariot, which these are the lower angels, the Shemari Yifanim. These are the Yifanim, which are lower than these angels that are called the Seraphim, the burning angels. And so you saw, even though it's a lower level, but I'll explain now that there's an advantage here as well. And that is, we find, it says that the Ifanim, these lower angels, they raise themselves, they uplift themselves, they towards the Seraphim. And they come with, the Ifanim come with a great commotion. Because we see the Seraphim, they say, Kaddish God is holy and removed. And they say, not only that, they say, Hashem Tzvais. God is Tzvais. Tzvais means he is the... Uh, the 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 the, uh, the commander, but we learn tzvois. We the Gemara says this in Spartanarashi that tzvois is a play on words that you can learn out as follows: delay. That he is only one letter. Oishi. He is only a letter in his entire army, in his entire tzava, in his entire unit and 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 and, and army. Which, what does that mean? That there's ten, thousands and tens of thousands, thousands and thousands. And there's tens upon tens of thousands, and they're all the number of one unit of God's tzava, of God's army. And to his units, there's no number. And so all of this together, which we can't even count, where does it all get its life force from one letter? That one letter fills the, the entire world is filled with his glory. Which, what is his glory? The 32 um, 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 paths of wisdom. As we know, there's no glory except Torah. And so, this is what gets the Torah comes down and fills up the world with the God's glory. And this is all, as we say, only a ray, one letter, one little ray, shine of God. But they find him, the lower level of angels, which they get from these higher stuff, and they arise, they, they rise up towards them, and they make a big commotion because of this unbelievable holiness of the godly light, like its name is, and it has no end. And that we know he said before, not in the commotion is God, because after the commotion there's a fire, which is then a thirst, and a desire with total one, leaving their own body and soul, to become one totally nullified, and one within the light of the self, even more than your soul could handle. Which this thirst, and this desire is not in the glory, it's not in the ray and the light of God. It's actually in what it says that I fill the heaven and earth, I myself, meaning God himself, which is that you want the, the light of the ain't self itself as it is soivif, as it is beyond the worlds and, and, and everywhere. And that's where it says they find him, that they lift themselves up, they, 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 they arise towards this rough and they go even higher than them. And from this thirst and this desire, there comes where it says, that my soul thirsts for you. And so, that I'll reach the level, so too in Kaidesh I will see you. What is Kaidesh here? Here Kaidesh is a word of its own, which 
Kaddish with a Vav. We said before this Rafim, they say Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish. God is holy, holy, holy. But in that word, there's a Vav. Vav means that you could draw it down. Kaddish without the Vav by itself, it means as God is totally removed, that's the way I see God, that I get revelation as it will be in the world to come, which then it'll be rolled like a, like a book. The heavens, and as it says, there'll be a new heaven and a new earth. There won't be the physical world that right now, as it conceals the glory of God, that we feel as an existence of self. Rather, because really in truth, in everything, there's the light of God. And he brings up, he brings out a proof from this, from a verse that says, Vahar Sinai Ashan Kulai, that the heart, the, the Mount of Sinai was fully smoke. Why? It says, because God has came down upon it. He says, this is a precursor to the revelation that will be when Mashiach will come. He says, this word now, Ashan, smoke, is, an, is a, is a Rosh Hashanah, the, the letters spell, Oilam Shana They spell three, they're meaning two, three things, world, and then time, and then soul. And that means that we just said before that when Mashiach will come, nothing will be seen as a thing for itself because really in everything, godliness, there's an essential, the essence of everything is God. So he says that's what it says, Ashan here. It was all Ashan. Why? Oilam Shana Nefesh. What does it mean? When it talks about the world, that's the, 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 the constraint or the level of the, the idea of place that we know comes. It all comes from the level of Ein Saf. It's all from God, Ein Saf. It says, Hine Makamiti, places with me. It doesn't say, and we say not that the world is a place of God, but God is a place of the world. All place, all things, is all God. It's all really what it is. And the same way also in the level of time, Shana, year, which is level of time, we have, he is king, he will be, he, he will be king, and he was king, which is past, present, future, are all one. They're all ain't soft. They're all, to him, all the same. They're all endless. And the same thing also in Saul. We know there's the light of God in all things. As it says, that all the life will always forever acknowledge and praise and acknowledge you. Meaning their whole existence is just an acknowledgement, is just a proof of God. Meaning that's what their essence is. And the same thing you have in the lower Gan Eden, higher Gan Eden, and, and Gan Eden upon one Garden of Eden upon another without any limit, as the highest of limits. So therefore when Mashiach will come, and the world will be totally rectified, and it will be it will be refined and and purified. That there'll be that the that the materialism and the coarseness of the world will be totally refined. Then our physical eyes will see the physical revelation of God down here on earth, and that will be then that we'll see Kaidesh, we'll see the holy as it is in its real source down here physically on earth. And this is what we say: Shcheiran even of a black am I, but I am beautiful. That through this level of black, which is the cleaving of the soul through the fulfillment and the guarding of all negative commandments, which are black like a a a a, a, uh, a raven, through that we'll have that in the future when Mashiach will come will be the revelation of the light of Ein Saf, which surrounds all the world, which is higher than all boundaries and all realms of the world. It's even greater than any soul could grasp or hold within itself. Only it can be grasped through a negative, as we said, a land that is planted with the net, with the loy, with the knot, and in this we'll have this revelation down here on earth in a revealed way. And in this now we become Nava, we become more beautiful, even in the daughters of Rushalayim that have, so to speak, the revelation only of the positive, the revelation of God as it is, because before they've come down to the world, we reach a revelation of what they cannot, which is beyond revelation. And therefore, the souls before the gay came down to earth never had such a thing. And which, in technically, in the simplest of words, mean 
that revelation of God means something, uh, emanation coming from God. But uh, when a person, a Jew, comes down to earth, he becomes one with Hashem himself, and he actually feels it in his life, and he will see it when Mashiach will come.